Hi guys and welcome back to another True Crime and Makeup Time video. If you're new here, my name is Zara and I post a new True Crime video every single week. So if you enjoy these videos, make sure to subscribe guys and join the fam. So first and foremost, happy Valentine's Day guys. Today is actually Valentine's Day and I wasn't even planning to film a video today. I'm actually getting dressed to go out for dinner. Do you guys wanna see my little Valentine's nails? Aren't they so cute? But anyway, I wasn't planning on filming a video, but a couple days ago, I stumbled across this case. I mean, I've heard about it before, but I really researched it. And I was like, I have to talk about it. This case has been on my mind since it happened, but I was kind of just waiting to see if more information was gonna come out. Vacations, they're meant to be fun, right? Especially when you go with your friends, it's meant to be even better. But do you really know your friends? The people who are meant to have your back Look out for you. Shanquilla Robinson thought she did until she ended up dead on vacation. I wanted to quickly jump in and thank Huge Casino for coming back to sponsor today's video. I am so happy to be partnering with them again because Huge Casino is the best online slot game that makes you feel like you're really in Vegas. It's a free mobile game available on iOS and Android and it doesn't offer any real money gambling or the opportunity to win any real money or real prizes. It's purely for entertainment and to have fun. Huge Casino is awesome because it has over a hundred online casino games, so many different themes from retro classics to modern slot machines. And these are all inspired by real slot machines. But you can also play other online casino games like poker, roulette, baccarat, and blackjack. What I've really been liking lately is the Billionaire League. So you can join a club or invite your friends and create your own club and then you play in club events to get more rewards and level up your club. If you're competitive like me, you will love this. I have been so busy and so stressed lately and because I feel like I really need a vacation to Hawaii, I have really been vibing with this Tiki Paradise slot machine. It is so cute, so much fun. I really enjoy the music too. It's like laid back island vibes. If you use my link, you will also get 5 million chips as a welcome bonus. You can download Huge Casino for free and get 5 million chips by clicking on the link below in my description box. Once you guys play this game, come back, leave me a comment and let me know what your favorite slot machine theme is. Thank you so much to Huge Casino for coming back to sponsor today's video and thank you so much to you guys for all your support. This case truly makes you question the motives of those around you. Also, this case was not really reported on as much when it first took place and you know, I'm not really surprised people of color, especially women's stories tend to get brushed under the rug, but there was a video, horrific video of Shanquella being assaulted and that video went viral and that caused social media to really bring a light on this case. Now keep in mind, a lot of this information is not 100% confirmed. So I did my best to just try and find as much as possible so I can give you guys as much information as possible. Let's jump in. Shanquilla Robinson was born on January 9th, 1997 in Charlotte, North Carolina to her mother, Salamandra, and her father, Bernard. She also has an older sister named Quilla, but I don't believe they share the same father. Shanquilla attended West Charlotte High School and then she went to the Winston-Salem State University where she graduated in 2018. After graduating, Shanquilla worked really hard to just start her own businesses. Her friends and family say she was super ambitious, super hardworking, and that led her to just start her own businesses. She actually had two businesses. One was a hair 
braiding business called The Exquisite Babies, where I believe she would braid hair on kids uh, 1 to 12. And the other business was an online women's clothing boutique called The Exquisite Boutique. When I looked it up, both of these businesses had a pretty decent social media following. Her family stated that Shanquella was successful in both her businesses. She was talented, she was creative, and she just had big plans for her future. She was known to have a heart of gold and she loved her family and they loved her. She was beautiful, young, successful, and just really living her life to the fullest. She loved traveling and she posted a ton of pictures on her social media, Instagram. So in October of 2022, Shanquella had an upcoming trip planned to Cabo with six of her friends. One of her friends that was gonna be joining her on this trip, his name was Khalil Cook. Khalil had been friends with Shanquella for over five years and was her best friend. Khalil was known to Shanquella's family, especially her mom, Salamandra. She had known him because he came to their house quite often, and he even joined them on some family trips, I believe. Shanquella and Khalil spent a lot of time together, so it would make sense that he would be joining her on this vacation. The other five friends' names were Winter Donovan, Malik Dyer, Nazir Wiggins, Elise Hayatind, and Dejanay Jackson. Including Shanquella, it was four women and three men. The group rented a villa at Puerto Los Cabo, and they stayed at Villa Linda 32. I mean, this is a luxury villa. I'm looking at pictures. It's gorgeous. It's got five bedrooms, six bathrooms, and a huge pool. And their plan was to stay from October 28th, 2022, through the weekend, and then they leave on October 31st. So I believe Shanquella and Dejanay, they went to the same college together. And it was Dejanay that possibly introduced Shanquella to the rest of the five apart from Khalil, and Dejanay and the five of them were already friends prior, and then Shanquella joined the group. Now, first of all, this was not an ordinary trip. It was a luxury villa, right? And Cabo, first of all, is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Over three million tourists visit that place for its white powdery sands and bright blue waters. It's like paradise, and oh my God, I went to Mexico, for my honeymoon and it's like beautiful. And then on top of that, they're staying in this luxury villa, you know, multiple bedrooms, bathrooms, a private pool. It's like stunning. Now, if you can see the photos, it didn't come cheap. It was 1600 per night, but then some sources say that it was 2,500 a night. So that's very expensive, but it kind of makes sense to rent out such a huge place. But then on top of that, it's alleged that it was Shanquella who paid for the entire villa. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if the friends were gonna be paying her back, but either way, for her to be in her early 20s and be able to afford paying for that entire villa, like that's pretty, that's pretty nice. And it kind of tells you how well she was doing with her businesses. Shanquilla's mom has stated that she did not know the rest of the group like she knew Khalil, and Shanquilla wasn't as close to the other five as she was to Khalil, but nonetheless, she wanted to go and celebrate her friend's birthdays. So five out of the six in the group arrived in Cabo at the villa on October 28th, and Nazira didn't 
allegedly arrive until the following day, which was October 29th, a Saturday. When Shanquella arrived at the villa, she called her mom to check in. Her mom says she seemed happy, she was laughing, and she told her mom she was getting ready because a private chef was going to be cooking them tacos that night. Her mom told her, okay, enjoy yourself, I love you, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But she would never get that chance to ever speak to her daughter again. So later that night, Friday, October 28th, at about 8.45 p.m., a video is posted on Shanquella's IG story of Shanquella passed out in a hammock. It seems like her friend Khalil is recording her and he goes up to her and he says, we got our first dead body. Body, 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 she threw four. Then he laughs and then a couple more slides after that video show her eating tacos and toasting to drinks at about 9.54 p.m. Got our first buddy, 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 she threw four. <laughs> to his drink, motherfuckers. So why that video is important is because it's unclear as to what really happened that night. Did Shanquella drink too much, pass out in the hammock, wake up, eat tacos and drink some more and have fun? Or was it posted completely out of order? Meaning she ate the tacos first, then drank too much, then passed out in the hammock and Khalil began recording her, etc. So we don't know whether Shanquella posted this to her IG or whether all these IG stories were posted by someone else entirely. Khalil filming this and saying we've got our first dead body, you know, has come under a lot of scrutiny, saying this was a plan or Shankola was already dead in the hammock. But if you've ever been partying with your friends, someone gets wasted, this isn't an uncommon thing to happen. I feel like Khalil was just trying to be funny and he was probably drinking too, but I understand why this is so horrible and creepy in hindsight. Then another video is filmed. This time it's Shanquala recording and she's walking around the villa looking for everyone. The plan apparently is to go skinny dipping in the pool. So in this video, Shanquala is laughing, she's joking, she's in a good mood, she's walking around asking where everyone is and what's taking them so long to get ready. She says, it don't take that long to get naked. Where y'all at? It don't take that long to get naked. It don't take that long to get naked, hoes. Where y'all at? She told me I'm gonna keep it hot. You gonna keep it hot? What? I'm gonna keep my hot bathing suit that I don't wanna wear because it's too fucked. They, what Gold said, they croup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then it shows her walking into a bedroom and for a split second you see Khalil kind of there also and he's sort of also walking into the room but it's unclear 
whether he was walking out of the room to go and get Shankwella, like here we are, or whether he was also walking into that room. But once they're in the room, you see everybody else in that same room. They're all together. It appears from the video that they're all talking. This video is also debated to have been taken on the day of arrival, but a lot of sources are stating that this video took place on Saturday. Now, just from me digging around, right? Comparing the photos of the villa online, they all have these arch windows with no window coverings, okay? So in the video, if you look, the arches are completely black, right? They're black. So this leads me to believe that this video was actually taken on the first night because those arches, black arches, meaning it's dark outside. Usually people go skinny dipping at night when they've been drinking usually. So I find it weird that sources are saying that this was taken on the next day, unless it was taken the next day at night, which won't make sense soon. Many people are also speculating that the fact that everybody but Shankwala was in that room is also shady. They believe that the people in the group were plotting something against her. And I mean, if you look at the video, their body language kind of supports these claims, but again, we don't really know. Shanquilla seems completely oblivious, super happy in a great mood. So it's weird. Yeah, so a lot of articles are saying that this took place on Saturday and it just doesn't make sense to me. Look at the windows, look how dark the entire house is, all the bedrooms. If it was in the morning or the afternoon at least, there would be some sunlight coming in. I don't know, that's just my theory. So anyway, now it's Saturday and I'm not sure what the group did in the AM, but that afternoon, the seventh person allegedly arrives, Nazir. So at 2.15 PM, he calls the villa because he wanted to double check the address. And when he called the villa is when he was informed that Shanquella was sick, she had had too much to drink. When he arrives at the villa, he finds all of the group together in one bedroom and Shanquilla, she's in the bathroom leaning over the toilet. He stated that when he went in the bathroom, he rubbed Shanquilla's head and played some soft music to comfort her. At 2 p.m. that afternoon, Khalil makes a phone call to Salamandra, Shanquilla's mom, to let her know that Shanquilla wasn't feeling well and she had just been drinking too much. He tells her that Shanquilla had thrown up a few times and, you know, don't worry, don't worry, we'll, we'll take care of her and we've called for a doctor to come and check up on her. It was later in the evening for Salamandra, so she was kind of just like, okay, well, keep me in the loop, you know, let me know what happens. And she kind of just assumed that her daughter was dealing with like a bad hangover. When the doctor arrived, some sources say that Khalil kept Salamandra informed periodically and then some say that Salamandra did not know that a doctor had arrived. Then just a few short hours later, seems to be like three to four hours later, Khalil allegedly makes another phone call to Salamandra. This time he tells her that three ambulances had arrived at the villa and were trying to resuscitate her daughter. Salamandra was confused, but she stayed on the phone hoping for the best, trusting Khalil. He had been friends with her daughter for over five years. Then Khalil tells her that the medics could not save her daughter. Shanquella had alcohol poisoning. 24 hours into what was supposed to be a fun vacation in Cabo with friends, 25-year-old Shanquella Robinson was dead. I mean, what 
a horrific tragedy to take place. And alcohol poisoning is actually quite common. A lot of people die from it, especially during vacation. You're excited. You don't realize your limits. Sometimes you don't buy reputable alcohol and it can lead to fatal consequences. But is that what happened to Shanquella? According to the Mexican police report, this is what is alleged to have happened in those short hours. So at 2.23 p.m., one of her friends, Winter, calls the staff at the villa to ask for medical help. She informs the staff at the villa that one of their friends, Shanquella, had drank a lot of alcohol. Now, it took a while for a doctor to arrive, I believe. So just before 3.30 p.m., Dr. Carolina Gutierrez finds Shanquella alive with stable vital signs, but she was severely dehydrated and unable to communicate or respond. Dr. Gutierrez was again told that Shanquella had had too much alcohol to drink. Then the doctor informs the group that their friend Shanquella had severe dehydration and she needed treatment for this, so she wanted to take Shanquella to the hospital. However, the group refused. They did not want their friend Shanquella to be transferred to a hospital. They wanted her treated at the villa. Dr. Gutierrez tried to give Shanquella an IV line before she began to seizure and she knew right then and there it was life or death and she told one of the group members to call for an ambulance. At 4.49 p.m., the doctor could not find a pulse on Shanquilla and that's when she and one of the group members began performing CPR on her. For the next three hours, the doctor attempted 14 sessions of CPR, six electric shocks with a defibrillator and five doses of adrenaline. But despite all of that, Shanquilla suffered a seizure and died of cardiac arrest. Shanquilla was pronounced dead at 5.57 p.m. Strangely enough though, following Shanquilla's death, this uh, group of her friends left Mexico immediately. Again, there is not an exact timeline, which is strange. Maybe it's just not shared, but there should be airline tickets, taxi trips, um, shuttle buses, villa check-ins and checkouts, you know, and receipts showing this information, but I couldn't find any of that. I did, however, find though that between 9 and 9.30 p.m., the entire group left the resort, the villas, for dinner at a restaurant. And then after that, they checked into another hotel near the airport and they never returned to their villa at the resort. Either way, the group got back on a plane to the US. Shanquilla's dead body was left in that villa all by herself. Some friends, hey? When Shanquilla's best friend, Khalil, returned to the US, he went straight to Shanquilla's mom's house to return her luggage. Khalil repeatedly would visit Salamandra at her home and talk about how Shanquilla had died from alcohol poisoning. And sometimes he would come with his mom and trying to seem so concerned about Shanquilla's death, tragic death. But Salamandra stated that when he would talk about Shanquilla's death, there was no emotion in his voice. Shanquilla's sister, Quilla, stated that she felt like something was eating up Khalil from the inside. She stated, I can go back and say, that's why he was pacing. I mean, you would have thought he was coming off something, like he was high. He was nervous. He was sweating and grabbing his beard. It had to be eating him up. 
Salamandra as well just knew something was off. So she tells Khalil, I'm just going to wait for the autopsy to find out what happened. Then the family began hearing rumors about a fight taking place between Shanquella and one of the group members in Cabo. Salamandra receives a call from an anonymous person claiming that the group members were fighting with Shanquella in the villa. Khalil comes once again to Salamandra's house, you know, attempting to pay his respects to Salamandra, but this time he brought Winter and Dejeuner with him. All three of them began repeating, you know, the alcohol poisoning story. Quilla, Shanquilla's sister, then begins asking them about this fight she keeps hearing about, that they were over there in Mexico fighting and Shanquilla was jumped. Khalil's response to this was, oh, he wasn't aware of any fight because he wasn't in the room at the time. And then the two girls say, no, no one was fighting at all. There was no fight. Now, at the time, Shanquilla's family trusted Khalil, but they remained pretty suspicious of the other members in the group. Things just didn't add up, so they pushed Mexican authorities to look further into the death of Shanquilla. So the U.S. State Department officials in Mexico reportedly denied that Shanquilla's death was a murder. They basically said that the investigation in Mexico showed no signs of foul play and they ruled it death by alcohol poisoning. They actually released a statement saying no clear evidence of foul play. Bernard, Shanquilla's father, reportedly spent days trying to get someone in the villa to talk to him because he was trying to organize for the transport of his daughter's body back to the US. He said the reason that it took days for anyone at the villa to even get back to him is because no one at the villa spoke English. That's weird because when I went to Mexico, every single resort staff member spoke English. I find it highly odd. I mean, even if they spoke broken English, they would have been able to sort of connect him with someone who could deal with the issue. Like there had to have been someone, you know, who spoke English. And it just seems more likely that they were scrambling, you know, covering their asses, buying time because a guest had died on their resort. They probably didn't want to speak to the victim's father without being, you know, prepared with answers for him. On October 30th, 2022, a partial autopsy was conducted by Mexican authorities that was minimally invasive. The family paid $6,000 to have Shanquela's body flown back to the US on November 10th, 2022. When her family got to see Shanquela's body, they were devastated. She had a knot on her head, her eyes were swollen, and her lip was split. I mean, based on this alone, they knew now that it was not alcohol poisoning. The full autopsy took place on 17th, November 2022 at the Mecklenburg County Medical Examiner's Office. Then, the day prior, okay, members of the group had gone to Shanquela's mom's house, right? And all of them had told different versions of events of what happened on the trip. Some claimed that a maid or a doctor found Shanquella unconscious in a bathroom and that's how they knew that she was sick and that she needed help. And on this same version, there were different accounts of where she was found. Some said she was in the bathroom, some said she was on the floor, on the bed or on a chair. Then others said, no, 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 no. we found Shanquella lying unconscious in her bed. Salamandra was also initially suspicious when the group had made this claim about Shanquella suffering from alcohol poisoning way before a doctor even arrived. So they were basically coming up with their own 
reason for why Shankwala was sick. So let me read you what is stated on the Mexican autopsy and what is stated in the official death certificate, okay? So it states that Shankwala was found unconscious on her living room floor. The time between the injury and the death was just 15 minutes, okay? And the cause of death was severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, uh, meaning in simple terms like a broken or dislocated neck or a fractured spinal cord. There was no mention of alcohol poisoning. Her time of death was also reported to be 3 p.m. How? The police report stated that Dr. Gutierrez was working on saving Shankola for almost yeah two hours and that she died at 5.57 p.m. And it's not known if Dr. Gutierrez actually knew that Shankwella was suffering from a spinal injury. Maybe the group insisting to the doctor that Shankwella was suffering from alcohol poisoning affected the treatment that she received from the doctor. So what do we believe? The police report or the death certificate? Shankwella's family believes that the police report is just based on the group's version of events and that no one took the time to actually investigate the situation properly. But what about Dr. Gutierrez? Isn't there more information on the story? Like, where is her statement? It almost, like, I'm finding it hard to believe that a doctor even performed on her, which I'm sure she did, but it's just so strange. The whole situation is strange. Let's talk about some stuff here. So, you know, when Dr. Gutierrez came, saw Shankwella, was like, okay, she needs to be treated for severe dehydration, we need to transfer her to, to the hospital. And the group was like, no, 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 treat her at this villa instead. I'm sure all of us were wondering why. Well, the group did come out and make a statement on this issue stating that the reason why they didn't want to go to the hospital is that it was going to cost too much money, 5,000 USD dollars apparently, money they didn't have. Well, this was debunked because A, Mexican healthcare apparently is like half the price as the US. And also if they did have to make some sort of payment, I'm sure they could have contacted Shankola's family, you know, and asked for reimbursement at a later date. I mean, it's a life or death situation. It's their friend, right? Then another dodgy part, right? So Nazir, the guy who came the following day, he arrived close to 3 p.m., right? The time officials are saying that Shankola was dead at this time, but he insists that he saw her alive. Then, considering her body was covered in bruises, a split lip, a knot on the head, like he didn't find this suspicious. Well, that's why many people are finding him suspicious. Salamandra knew that Shankwella had not broken her neck by accident. And she did not know that the police report stated that Shankwella died closer to 6 p.m. She didn't know about the discrepancy between the police report and the Mexican autopsy. Following these results being released, the group no longer contacted Shankwella's family. Mexican authorities determined that this was an accidental death. No further investigation planned. To find out what happened to Shankwella, they suggested the family hire a private investigator. How frustrating for her family that no one is interested in investigating her death. Her family also claims that $10,000 was stolen from Shankwella on the trip. The toxicology report found no alcohol in Shankwella's blood. Then the second autopsy, the full autopsy conducted in the US was just not aligning with the findings of the Mexican autopsy. So the Mexican autopsy showed severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, but the US autopsy found no injuries to Shankwella's spinal cord. Overall, her cause of death 
was undetermined. So I was so confused about the fact that no alcohol was found in her body because I just found that hard to believe. They were on a trip, there was alcohol, they were drinking. So the US coroner stated that too much time had passed before the toxicology screening to know whether Shanquella had left over alcohol in her system from the night before her death. So that's something I didn't know and I'm still not sure if that's really a thing, but because like two weeks or more had passed before the full autopsy was conducted, I'm not sure what happens to alcohol in the blood, like if it decreases maybe. But the injuries they did find on Shanquella included a 2.5 by 2.5 inch bruise on her forehead and broken blood vessels in her eye. Her arms were covered in scratches and bruises, her right leg and her lower abdomen were covered in abrasions and there were traces of vomit in her throat. So although the US autopsy found no spinal cord injury, they did find a hypoxic ischemic brain injury. But it stated that this kind of injury can occur when someone goes into cardiac arrest. So the doctor who tried to save her, Dr. Gutierrez, stated that she died after having seizures and going into cardiac arrest. So that could have been from that. I can't imagine how frustrating this would be. And then only local media at the time were covering this case. Shanquella was finally laid to rest on November 19th, 2022. And you would think that by the shittiest way that this whole investigation is being handled, the stress that this poor family has to endure, they can finally lay her to rest in peace? No, because before her funeral, a video emerges. It was released by blogger Gerald Jackson with Shanquella's parents' permission. And at first the video starts off with Shanquilla walking around the villa asking where everybody is, you know, when they were planning to go skinny dipping. So the next clip, which I'm not going to show, takes place in a bedroom and it's clearly daytime as it's bright and sunny outside. And I think it was confirmed to have been recorded between 7 and 7.30 a.m. on October 29th. So the clip is roughly 20 seconds long and it shows Shanquilla standing in the room completely naked. Another female stands in front of her, she's clothed, and it's confirmed to have been Dejeuner, I believe. And out of nowhere, Dejeuner begins punching Shanquella over and over and over again. And as Shanquella falls on the bed, and then you can hear a male who might be the one filming, I believe, and we don't know who this male is. Some sources are saying that it could have been allegedly Khalil, but the person says, Quella, can you at least fight back? To which Shanquella responds, no. Dejeuner then continues punching her in the head, the face, the back of the neck and the knees. Shanquella then sort of falls to the ground, like on her butt in a sitting position. And Dejeuner just continues kicking and punching her. And it looks like she knees her in the back of the neck from what I can see. And then repeatedly punches her in the back of the head. Dejeuner then allegedly yells, get up to Shanquella before she slumps to the ground and then the video ends. Shanquella then allegedly went back to her room after the fight. Nobody does anything to intervene. There were five friends there. Nobody, not a single person does anything to help Shanquella or just break up the fight. Not Khalil, her best friend, because he claims that he wasn't in the room when this was taking place. Bernard, Shanquella's father, distraught in a statement said, my daughter's not a fighter, man. She's not a fighter, not at all. Referring to the fact that when she was told to fight back, 
Shankwella said no. Mexican authorities stated that Shankwella's death was a result of direct aggression and not an accident, and that an arrest warrant for the crime of femicide, which is the killing of a woman because of her gender, had been issued. At that point, Mexican authorities were working with the US authorities to figure this out. Although Shankwella's family was happy that her death was finally being looked into and investigated, they were frustrated that this group of six friends, you know, weren't being pursued, that they weren't being held accountable for this cover-up of Shankwella's death. In March 2023, Shankwella's family, through their attorney, Sue Ann Robinson, called on the Biden administration to intervene and arrest Dejanay Jackson. Now, it was said that Dejanay was the one who actually organized the trip, and she was also identified by resort staff as Shankwella's attacker in the video. And they wanted her arrested so that she could be extradited to Mexico and face murder charges or prosecuted in US courts. They made a statement, I plan on talking to the highest levels of our government to say Shankwella Robinson is not irrelevant and you all need to give her the same dignity and same respect as any citizen in the United States. US officials state that they were not going to be seeking charges in Shankwella's death because there were no signs of foul play, but the case is not closed. No signs of foul play. So was the video of Shankwella being assaulted just for fun? I mean, there are so many red flags in this case. I don't understand how no one has been prosecuted or looks like even questioned. I mean, maybe it's happening behind closed doors, but it's definitely not being reported. I can't find any information on further statements this group has made on the death of their friend. Like what is going on? There is so much confusion and unanswered questions in this case. How can you go on vacation and your friend dies and you just bounce. You're like, peace, peace, leave the body there. Like it doesn't make any sense. In terms of what was the group's motive to harm Shankwella? Well, many are speculating jealousy. Shankwella was fly. She had multiple businesses, enough money to pay for this villa on her own. She dressed well. She had a lot of designer items like bags and clothes. And if they really did steal $10,000 from her in that villa, well, there's your motive. Jealousy is real, guys, and you need to be really aware of who you surround yourself with. Even if they didn't kill her, no one in that group was truly her friend. Not even Khalil, because where are you? Where's Khalil? Where are the answers to a young, healthy woman's mysterious death? What was the reason? Was it worth it for a so-called friend to die? If it was really for 10 freaking thousand dollars, that money is going to be gone. Was that worth it? Please check out the GoFundMe link in the description below and please share this case. Her family really doesn't want this to drop out of our radars. They need answers and they want justice for Shankwella. What do you guys think about this strange, tragic, bizarre vacation? Vacation from hell. I pray Shankwella's family gets some peace and answers and someone is held responsible. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below, guys, and I will see you in next week's video. Besitos. Bye. Before you go, don't forget to download Huge Casino for free and get 5 million chips by clicking on the link below in my description box. It really helps out my channel if you guys use my link.